0: Welcome to Money Matters podcast, where we strive to educate and empower you to make smart choices with your money. We believe people don't typically plan to fail; they simply fail to plan. Here are your hosts, Mike and Matt.
1: Welcome to Money Matters. I'm Mike Herman. With me today is my co-host Matt Lutier. Matt, Hello. how are you?
2: Hello, doing good. How about you, Mike?
1: What do you think about our uh, ninety degree to thirty four degree it's temperature swing? Snowy
2: weather, yeah, it's a big change.
1: It's crazy outside. This year has been. Uh, Definitely weird, and September's uh, just adding on top of it, right? But yeah, that's it. I guess that's Mother Nature. They always say in Colorado, stick around an hour, the weather will change, right? Expect the unexpected. If you, yep, yeah. if you've been here long enough. So, Well, I want to welcome our listeners to today's podcast, uh, Money Matters Podcast. Today, we're going to uh, be joined by a special guest, Hunter Wyckoff, who works primarily in the insurance planning area of our firm. Um with that, for those of you that are listening today, we've had a couple prior podcasts. The last one we had, uh, hopefully, if you've listened to it, if you haven't, we encourage you to listen to it. it was on the cash flow and budgeting um, debt debt issue. Yeah. Yep. So more of the basic foundation planning is what we're doing on these first uh, four or five podcasts. So today, we're you know I I, I think um, the big piece about risk management is I think Matt, you'll agree that. A lot of people talk about it as maybe your homeowners and auto insurance, right? You're mandated by mortgage companies to have the house insurance. You're mandated by the state to have auto insurance. State but law, yes. A lot deeper than that, would you agree? Sure is. Yeah, there's a
2: lot of different layers to insurance.
1: Yep. I think when we talk about risk management, uh, it would be nice if everybody could self-insure every aspect of their life today, right? Their death, their something happened if they became disabled and expensive Disability. medical. Mm-hmm. accident sickness but unfortunately that just has happened today which is why insurance companies are here right that's it yep and it's there's... about leveraging right it's about delegating your risk to somebody else who OPM, can afford pay payments right, right?
2: p.m other people's money
1: exactly using other people's money today so that's exactly right so i think when people talk about that we're going to dig in but not deeply today Into each you know each product that's available there to help you protect against these unknown risks that are out there today, right? Just as general. More, and more then overview. Down after this podcast, our next podcast, we're going to break each one of these different plans into separate podcasts so people can have a better understanding of what they are because we can't talk about that all today. Our podcasts go for an hour. We don't want to do that. Most people wouldn't sit <laughs> here listen to us for an hour. We're not that great, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so Hunter Wyckoff, Hunter, you've been uh, in the insurance business for going on about a year and a half now Uh, you've been very successful at the risk management piece been very successful at interacting with clients and and explaining to them why they need to have this protection you know i think most advisors and planners today hunter will tell you the risk management really the integral insurance piece is probably one of the more critical pieces of their family's foundation planning but yet i think as we find out matt when people come into our office and hunter you'll probably agree that it's probably, unfortunately, one of the areas it's not addressed. Least
2: addressed, yep. Most yeah. Most people don't have
1: any protection in place for one reason or another. You know, it might be that life insurance is thought of death insurance, which is not a topic people wanna to talk about. Yep. Um, and they don't wanna talk about something happening to them, right? No, no. Nobody ever wants to imagine that they have a disability, a, a severe accident or a sickness, so.
2: Those what ifs, yeah. So Hunter,
1: I guess the first question today for our listeners today is, why is risk management piece so critical to having a secure financial plan.
3: Yeah, you you bring up a really good point, Mike, and I I think to, I guess, sum it up in a a short answer form, it kind of relates back to what you guys were talking about when it comes to the building of a financial house, if you Mm -hmm. will, so along this subject of of the foundation planning pieces, I know you guys talked about the cash flow budget, um, and then now we're on the risk management pieces, if you don't have that solid foundation piece in in place, all of the walls that you've worked so hard to build can just come tumbling over. That's mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So, you know, and yeah. for our
1: listeners, people who haven't heard any of our previous podcasts, one of the things we're we're building on that Matt and I look at with our with our planning clients is really building a sound financial house, yeah. so you've got to start with a solid foundation, foundation, which is what Hunter was talking about today. Once you get the foundation in place. Mm-hmm then you can put up the walls and eventually put the roof on the house, which is hopefully retirement or whatever that looks at. So Hunter was mm-hmm. talking about the walls crumbling
3: down because yes. somebody doesn't have a piece of their foundation in place, correct? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. if, if <clears throat> one of one of your walls are, are connected to, for example, the, the breadwinner and their income, and you're using a portion of their income to put mm. away towards retirement, mm. and you no longer have that income anymore, well, where's that income going to come from?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How are they going to fund for their retirement? It's not going to come out of the ground. It's not going to grow on trees, right? Exactly. you got to have that surviving spouse still has to have that retirement piece in place. That's yeah. what they were both counting on, right?
3: Exactly. Yes.
1: You know, Hunter, you lead me into the next question, which you brought up uh, income protection. Mm-hmm. We found that many people don't have any protection in place to protect their income in the event something happens a, an accident, a, a sickness. If you can just briefly describe to our listeners why is it why is it important to have your income protected.
3: Yeah, well, I I guess kind of reverting back to the what I had just uh, kind of talked about was what happens if that breadwinner can no longer bring in that income. I brought up the point of if they God forbid died, but what happens if they can't work for 8, 10, 12 months? I actually had a very close family friend had a stroke a couple of years back and Uh, Thank goodness both of the spouses worked, but they lost half of the income when that had happened, and and that other spouse had taken up the, I wouldn't say burden, but the task of taking care of the spouse that had the stroke and had to take uh, him to rehab and make sure that he was dropped off to the handicap bus to make sure that uh, he could get the, the proper rehab that he needed and also on half of the income that they had before. So that's just one example along with many others that is a good reason that people need to protect their income. What, you know, I think if you ask people
1: today, what's their most important financial asset, I know other than their family, their kids. Right. um, What do you hear most people tell you when you ask them that
3: question? You know, that, that's a great point, Mike, and I ask that question very often, and the number one answer I get is their house. Their house, right. if, they own a, if they own a house. Biggest financial
1: you know. obligation you're gonna make in your lifetime probably, right, is buying a home. Exactly. Especially today's prices, right,
3: $500,000? Oh, yeah. In the market of Colorado <laughs> especially. <laughs> but how but, do they buy
2: that house? That's what, yeah, it's their it's income. Their, it's income. Their potential earning income, yeah, right? Yeah, that's
1: yep. it. You know, I think one of the things that probably drives home this issue today in our in this crazy 2020 calendar year right. is take the people who have been laid off because of COVID-19 furloughed mm-hmm. without an income, trying to collect unemployment. Look how many people were frustrated mm-hmm. and, and couldn't live anymore. Think about how short of a time period that was, that short window 60, 90 days and people were already struggling. You know, if you have a disability that lasts longer than 90 days, Matt, what are your options with the government?
2: Well, I've <clears throat> seen this happen Social Security disability is pretty much your only government option. Yeah, and, and last time I checked, the odds of getting a claim on that are, are pretty insignificant. I think nine, some ninety percent of claims are denied the first time. So,
1: and the reason I think is because Social Security's definition of what they determine to be able to pay a claim is built on you being able to do any, any occupation, any, any occupation, they
3: see occupation for.
1: which they're which you're suited for, right? Yeah. So they could job place you. Anywhere, which is why a lot of social security claims get denied. Or they could take a year to a year and a half to finally get approved. We have a friend, client. Yes. And a friend of ours, right, Hunter, that we know? Yes, we do. How many times did she apply for disability with multiple sclerosis?
3: Oh, I couldn't. Four or five? Yeah. She
1: finally got approved. Took two years. years. So again, I think the the people I think one, and you may agree Mm -hmm. that people don't want to ever picture themselves in that situation. And two, I never I don't think they really understand until it happens what that situation is going to be like. But there's no problem, in my opinion, that a lack of money doesn't make worse. True statement. And, yeah. Very true. If the person's disabled, not only do you have to care for that person, you become almost an automatic caregiver because that's your mm-hmm. loved one. But now you've got all the obligations, right? Bill, Talk about that a little bit. Care. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> it's... It's crazy to me, and relating back to what you mentioned about the whole COVID-19 pandemic that had happened, when it comes to uh, the mortgages that people need to be paying, there were so many more foreclosures that started to happen because people were no longer working and they couldn't pay their mortgage. Right. Now that that's relating to a job loss because they became unemployed, but the same principle relates to if somebody was disabled, and they no longer have half of the mm. income that they were living on to pay that mortgage. Where does that money come from? Right. Well, Certainly. if they have their own <clears throat> disability income protection plan in place, then they would be able to replace a portion of their right. income and right. not have to worry as much.
1: And I know, Hunter, you're not married; you're single. But Matt, right. you know, as a married couple, you find that each each of us you rely, you rely on both income you rely on both, income, but yeah. you also rely on each other to do all the household duties. And now today with your kids being partially home from school and doing the teaching thing at home and the hybrid thing, mm-hmm. who knows how long that's going to last, right? I can't hope it doesn't last any long, but you know, cutting the lawn and just simple duties that you do every day mm-hmm. now that that other spouse, that single surviving spouse has to do on their own, or they got to what? Hire it out. Pay somebody to yeah. do it, which is going to what? Cost even Cost more. more money. So your expenses actually go up. When a disability happens, not down. That's and your income seeing. goes down. That's what so see. it's a double-edged sword, right? Exactly. You know, Hunter, it's interesting. You know, this just seems so surreal to me. But there's a product out there today that'll protect a person's income if they're disabled from a sickness or accident, on the job, off the job. But I heard it gives you 80% of your money back every 10 years.
3: That sounds too good to How be true. How does that work? You know it it does sound like it's too good to be true but it's it's actually not mike and what's really cool about that is i've actually had this question asked of me before and the question was what are the drawbacks of disability insurance well i guess one drawback would be you don't go on claim for the entire time that you have the policy Twenty thirty years exactly yet you've paid all those premiums in so you don't see the benefit come from it well like you mentioned, you can get 80% of the total premiums that you've paid in back every 10 years. Less any claims, right? Less any claims, of course. That's so incredible. if you go on claim, you, you get that benefit that you paid for. But if you don't go on claim for 10 years, then you can get 80% of what you had paid in. It's almost like a forced savings plan with the ability to protect
1: your income if mm-hmm. something un- unexpected happens. Very true. Yeah. It, it almost seems like it would be a no-brainer. To buy disability income insurance, right? (laughs) What
2: is that have your cake and eat it too? Yeah, Yeah, have your cake and eat it it too. I mean that
1: that's really incredible. We'll get we'll get into more detail with that in our podcast regarding disability income protection and long term care. Which we'll talk about at a future those podcast. So yep.
3: yeah. uh, Matt, you
1: had a you had a couple of questions regarding life insurance for Hunter that you want to address. You wanna to touch base on those?
2: I, I, I think life insurance is probably the the other if you had to pick two big two pieces of the foundation planning, especially for younger younger people starting families and starting their careers. But I, I've heard this a lot, uh, Hunter. There's so many options between term insurance and permanent insurance and you here are all kinds of ads for buy term life insurance, lifequotes.com. But but there's more, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it, right? Than just than just term, do I buy term insurance and what's the cheapest, right? Right. There there's
3: a lot of things that go into the purchase of life insurance, Matt. You ask a great question. And relating back to the the conversation that Mike and I had about the the income piece when it comes to uh, Spouses, families, Mm -hmm. what is that loss of income going to have an effect on that entire family? If, for example, the breadwinner, God forbid, passes prematurely, say 40 years old, middle of their working life, they pass away, and they're the sole income owner in that household, how do they pay their bills? Well, that life insurance will act as a, a bridge mm. to be able to help pay that income. Of course, it would be a <clears throat> lump sum payment to the, the wife or the spouse beneficiary of that life insurance policy, but they can use that throughout the, mm-hmm. the rest of what they would have as working years with their, their deceased spouse to fill that gap of income and help pay bills, help um, pay the mortgage, whatever that may be. So there's a lot that goes into it, and I've heard this, this phrase,
2: the human life value, and I think that's probably what you're talking to, is yeah. it's more than just, okay, I've got a $200,000 mortgage, if I get 200000 life insurance, I'll be fine, right? It's actually, right. okay, what are we funding? Is it college for the kids? Is it my retirement? Is it, like Mike, you talked about hiring help, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of families rely on on two parents these days, so there's an equation. Is that hard to figure out or is that something that you walk people through? How does that work?
3: Yeah, it's it's actually surprisingly not as hard of an equation as you would think it would be uh, when it comes to determining the amount of life insurance you may need. So relating back to what you mentioned, the, the term versus maybe a permanent life insurance policy, what makes the most sense for everybody's different situation? Well, that just depends on A couple of different factors how long do they need the life insurance what do they need it for for example one would be paying off the the liabilities that they have their mortgage any debts that they have outstanding sure replacing income for portion of time say ten years for the the spouse and what does that look like having enough Within the life insurance plan to pay for final expenses. Granted, not a lot compared to maybe the liability side. Mm-hmm. And then any extra that they want to have out there for educational purposes, college funding mm. uh, for their their children. So it's a lot a, of pieces to think about. Yeah, a lot of a lot of pieces <laughs> definitely to think about. And and another piece is pre funding on retirement plan. For yeah, that you mentioned that earlier. Yeah.
1: Yep, you mentioned earlier. Yep, yep. You lose that, and you lose that retirement plan. But that surviving spouse was still counting on yes. that half a million or a million dollars of retirement that person was going to need. And you know, today there's employees still in Denver uh, with para. You know, we've got a very large para population here in Denver, mm-hmm. working population. We got people working at Lockheed Martin who still have defined benefit pension plans. Well, if that person right. dies prematurely, their hours are gone. And their defined benefit pension plan is going to be reduced severely, too, on that premature death.
3: That's a very good point.
1: And and then you look at Social Security. We talked about Social Security on the disability side, Social Security on the life insurance side. If your kids are 19 years old and your spouse dies, their surviving spouse isn't going to get Social Security survivor benefits. There's a blackout period between that child reaching the youngest child reaching age 19 and age 60. They're not going to be able to draw survivor benefits until they're age 60. And I think people... Would you all would you both agree that people undervalue their human life value?
3: Oh, definitely. I Every mean, people time. think $250,000
1: is enough life insurance today. That person making $60,000 a year net after taxes... Yes. ...and has got 15 years to work is over a million dollars of income. And yeah. a lot of people don't think about that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. Very good stuff, you know. So I think we all agree that insurance is... I think this is probably one of the reasons I think people... Maybe don't act on insurance as much. One, because I think it's a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different aspects. Maybe daunting to take on that task so too.
2: The what ifs. I don't think
1: people want to ever realize. I, I've had people tell me, "Yeah, if I buy insurance, <laughs> that just means something's going to happen to me." Yeah, and you can, you, know, you can't think that way, right? The realistic piece is it's probably more than likely not, right? The mm-hmm. the law of averages are in your favor yeah. still. That you're probably not going to have a premature death or An accident, but you never know. know, I was just telling you guys this morning before we got on the podcast, I lost two good people, young people, this weekend, both to accidents. Unexpected. Unexpected. A a past client, no longer a client, just found out that she passed away from a fall, and another workout partner of mine at our gym, who was 42 years old from a bicycle accident. You just, you don't know. I think the moral moral of the story is, moral of the story, sorry, can't talk right today, moral, (laughs) is that... You know, it's better to be prepared than not prepared. Yeah. And you either prepare or you repair. The problem in this, in the risk management side, if something happens to you... Too late. Too late, too late. to probably the repair. Yeah, You're course. not going to go back and change things, right? Yeah. Great. Um, Hunter, do you have anything you want to wrap up with? Anything you want to close
3: with? Uh, no, I, I think we touched on, on quite a bit. Um, there are a lot of questions that people can have when it comes to insurance planning risk management planning and I can fully understand right. that when I first got into the business my head was spitting at a hundred miles an hour right. and I just had to slow down take a step back and try and bring that train to closer to 40 yeah, to one just miles one, an hour. <laughs> one more quick
1: question before we wrap up yeah Beans that you've been in the business this short period of time and your total methodology of thinking has changed from when you started in the business to today
3: right is
1: is this an important piece of why people should reach out to a trusted advisor on this on this aspect of risk management? Because it is so daunting, as opposed to trying to do it yourself or do it online?
3: Oh, 100%. This right. is a, a huge piece. And I, I've seen, there's a lot of people out there that work in insurance and they understand right. it very well. Mm-hmm. Rather than going online and, and right. getting a quote off of uh, the internet. It's, it's not it's, like tiling your bathroom Get taking a
1: Home Depot tile class, right? Exactly. <laughs> you screw it up, you could do it over. You <laughs> screw this up, you're probably, you could mess with it's your whole very hard financial lives. Fix. Right. Well, you know, Hunter, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for engaging yeah. us in a very short podcast on the risk management side.
3: I appreciate you guys inviting me in. Yeah, you're, being your welcome. The studio. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah.
1: To our listeners out there who are either first joining us or have joined us before, as I mentioned, we're going to dig deeper into each one of these aspects of risk management including the home and auto insurance we'll touch a, a briefly on that with a, a guest speaker we're going to have to have the proper liability coverages and coverages for your home and auto insurance but hopefully you got the the whole the gist of it yeah the, yeah, the gist of why it's important to have this protection and and not try to procrastinate with it right so stay tuned we're going to have uh, our podcast coming up on uh, disability long-term care. The life insurance uh, itself, the difference between term and permanent insurance. What's the best for you? Could it be term, permanent, or a combination of both? And then also the property and casualty. And then our last podcast, which will be coming up uh, down the road, uh, will be the estate planning piece, which will be joined by our guest speaker, Raquan Young. She's an estate planning attorney here in Golden. So thank you for your time today for listening in. We love to have your questions. If you want to reach out to us, connect with us. Online at goldenwealthsolutions.com. Reach out to Matt, myself, or Hunter, and we can help you with your planning and help you move forward so that you have your family protection in place. Have a great day.
0: This podcast is for educational purposes only. It may include references to concepts that have legal and or tax implications and is not to be construed as legal or tax advice. Such information and or opinions are subject to change without notice and is not intended as an offer or solicitation with respect to the purchase or sell of any security, insurance product, or offer of any individual advice. Any strategy discussed may not be suitable for everyone. Securities America Incorporated does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional regarding your personal situation prior to making any financial decisions. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC, advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Incorporated, Golden Wealth Solutions and Securities America are separate entities. <laughs>